Welcome to Procurement Reimagined, a podcast by Gatekeeper. We believe traditional procurement has had its day, the world is changing, and our industry needs to change with it. On the podcast, we share the best practices to help you streamline your procurement processes, navigate vendor onboarding, and ultimately get the most value out of your vendor contracts. I'm your host, Daniel Barnes. In this episode of Procurement Reimagined, I'm joined by Dave Jones. Dave Jones is the co-founder of Proctopus and a good friend who I've had a fairly good meal with him in Chinatown once upon a time. Dave is an all-round good guy that you should definitely reach out to and follow. And in this episode, Dave shares his insights on managing procurement in the current VUCA environment and how the role of procurement is evolving in these uncertain times. He also shares some really cool tips on how procurement team members can optimize their career paths by carefully selecting the CPOs they choose to work with. Enjoy. How's everything been? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Just started a new gig working with Kavita, who's someone I've followed on LinkedIn for ages. That's going really well. Interesting, new industry. I've not worked in before the automotive kind of industry, so I'm learning. Oh, wow. It's good. They're a big supplier in that space, but I'd never come across them before, so it's interesting. Yeah, that's very much different to your, it was Thames Water Europe before, right, through Officio and then John Lewis previously, Yeah, Thames Water and then John Lewis and then more recently Yorkshire Water, so I've spent I spent quite a bit of time in the water. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realise the Yorkshire water one. No, so that's good. So you're having a incredibly strong start to year, new sector, new industry, new experiences to be, uh, yeah, to be gained. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun and some sort of meaty challenges to help the client sort out. So it's good. It's really good. How about yourself? Yeah, all good. It's just trying to figure out where the focus is this year, right, in 2023. I think last year was a bit of a weird one for a lot of teams. A lot of teams, I think... I'm kind of talking from assumptions and also being in the space as actually a procurement professional talk to people at the early part of the year. It kind of felt like people understood that some of the ways in which they were working wasn't quite working anymore. And then suddenly Ukraine, Russia happened and then they were like, oh, wow, it's really not working now because we've got shortages and prices are skyrocketing. And the way in which we are working just isn't capable of even understanding the problems that are going on like we just don't have the right data coming in or the right insights we don't know who our suppliers are i can remember the start of the year just having to audit check all of the suppliers right just to figure out if any of them had russian ownership and things like that and i think for a lot of teams that was almost impossible for them to do just simple things like that so yeah that's kind of where i'm at the start this year is just trying to figure out where people's attention and focuses are this year i mean for you dave what were some of the big challenges you came across last year out of interest a lot of inflationary challenges so a lot of price pressure coming in from suppliers availability issues was another you know was another thing what i've seen is a lot of procurement teams have gone from pushing on the price beating up suppliers historically towards suddenly finding that they can't get the components anymore because there's massive global component shortages and 70% of the gas that's needed to make electrical components historically came from Russia and Ukraine, believe it or not. It's a big wake-up call for a lot of procurement functions. I think supply chain visibility is really key and supplier relationship management, supplier building close relationships with suppliers is really critical because it's a supplier market. Those are the big trends that people need to focus on and they need to stay away from the the cost. They need to be mindful of the cost, but I think the cost is increasingly just part of a bigger chat, you know. 
Yeah, it's also when we're in an inflationary environment, extremely hard to suddenly knock off a bunch, or like a set percentage or even a, a fixed fee, especially if you're not giving anything back. That's why your point around supplier relationship management, if teams are actually going to implement SRM, typically that involves giving something away to your suppliers, of course, as well as some sort of partnership benefit. That, that's probably a very sound way to go. And that idea of being customer of choice, I imagine customers who spent time with their suppliers probably don't have too many supply issues right now, but the ones who are beating up their suppliers over fixed reductions, cost reductions, are probably the ones now that are feeling the uh, full force of the VUCA world that we, we live in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The car sector, they can't get components because those factories have switched to making components for higher margin products like laptops and monitors and consumer. So it's really fascinating time for procurement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is fascinating. I think that's just a fascinating insight in that it just shows that if you're not on top of all of your, you know, I was going to say your strategic suppliers, but that may not have been even a strategic supplier. So it probably gives more providence to the the fact that you actually need to be all over your supplier base. You need to understand what's going on there. Because if one of your suppliers just decides, hey, actually, we're not going to supply you anymore. We're not going to supply anyone anymore how we were. We're going to switch and we're going to change all of our operations and start making this stuff over here because it's easier, it's more money for us, and that's a that's a win-win for us, and you're going to lose out there, sadly. That's a, and also, I guess, a uh, supply diversification point as well. Yeah, really understanding your suppliers, how critical are they to you? Have you got alternatives is really, really critical, particularly where it's physical products. Because suppliers, I think, are holding the have got the cards now, less so than customers in a lot of cases. Yeah, I always uh, marveled at 3D printers. And uh, one of my roles that I had very early on in my career, I was buying these industrial scale 3D printers so that we could print components instead of relying on suppliers. But there's just such a huge capital to do things like that. And you also have to have the knowledge, like the designs and everything else. And like you're right, it's a supplier world right now. They have the leverage, they have the innovations, they have the intellectual property, more more importantly. So yeah, there's not much that can be done there. And UK, I mean, UK businesses, let's not get too much into politics, but we've made it so much harder to do business with the UK with Brexit. So let's face it, if you're a local UK business, again, it gives more power to the suppliers because they are going to send their products to um, countries that are a lot easier to deal with than we are, you know, I had to return something to Amazon recently that I brought just a bedside light. And it happened to be needing to go back to the Netherlands. And I took it to the local corner shop. And he said, well, where's your customs mandate? Oh, wow. I was like, well, I had to fill in three bits of paper before he was able to send this, you know, back in the day, you just return the light and it would magically wing its way to Amazon's warehouse. So it's... Um, yeah, that's the promises of Brexit, right? In terms of, without politicising, it was meant to cut back on paperwork. And I think we've seen it in the wider supply chain with freight and everything that at the borders, there's just the sheer volume of forms and bureaucracy just to get anything over the borders now. Do you think that last year was maybe the first year we really started to experience the negatives of Brexit? if that's fair to call them the negatives. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I wonder if anyone's calculated the carbon footprint of all the ink being stamped on the UK passports when you visit Europe <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. You know, 
that would be a very sad story if anyone ever did that maths. But yeah, it's a tricky one. I think last year was the Beddingham period and the, the downsides of Brexit are coming through. But, you know, we all get there. We're a resilient country, aren't we? So we will push forwards. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I like your optimism. So let's uh, continue with that. Dave, I'm really curious last year, and you may not want to be overly specific, but what did you enjoy most in your procurement role last year? The breadth increased, so and it has increased. I think the last it's actually I'd go I'd go the last two or three years probably since COVID, the breadth of the procurement role has increased massively. So it's moved away just from the process running the procurement process, which a lot of businesses were doing. It's so one where it's a broad range, risk, supplier management, you know, what you guys do at Gatekeeper, contract management, you know, it's a much broader role, which makes it a lot more interesting and exciting and, you know, wide ranging. So that's the thing I've enjoyed the most. And I guess just adding value. So a lot of what procurement, a lot of what I like doing is going into businesses where there might have been a different relationship with procurement previously understanding what those misalignments are between what your internal customers or stakeholders want versus what the procurement team's doing and then making tweaks to the operating model. So I really enjoyed doing that as well for the last year. And I guess just working with really great, I mean, a physio who I was working with, really strong, really great consultancy. So it was really good to work with very positive, driven enthusiastic people so that was another thing I really enjoyed doing and also at Yorkshire Water as well the client was great really good board support for the transformation that we were implementing so it was good it's been a really positive time. It sounds like you've had a very lucky year in some ways compared to and we both talked to a lot of people in the space and procurement isn't always well received in businesses not always supported from the top down and some people get stuck doing really low value work right which is I, I think to your point it's kind of just like managing the process of procurement and what that normally means is sourcing right just get something out to our suppliers let's get them to come back with some bids and let's get a contract in place with one of them and that's kind of 90 95% of the workload and your breadth of work that you've just mentioned was very similar to mine at the start of the year I was looking at with the risk management piece information security ESG was coming up, sustainability scope three was starting to creep in and that cyber vulnerabilities and things. Oh, my mind was just boggling at the start of the year with like, oh, wow, like this is really coming quite a wide role now. And I just think what you've said is almost like the dream for a lot of procurement people out there. And actually, maybe to some, they're probably not even close to experiencing that breadth yet of the role. Is there any sort of, I'm just thinking here, any career advice? Is it to go out and chase those kind of opportunities a little bit more is it to build a network yeah good question so there's two or three bit of you know, roles for example so depends on kind of what level you are but if i'm going to assume for a minute you're not the head of procurement you're not the cpa so within your own sphere of influence a lot of your internal stakeholders are calling out for these new areas of demand so if you were to talk to you know your head of it for example if we use them you know they will be really keen to understand you know how they can get more sustainable solutions in they might have you know co2 emission targets coming down from the board etc so they might be really open to working with you so that's what you can do within your own sphere of influence but the other thing you have to do is you have to look at your head of procurement or your cpo and have an honest assessment yourself how effective are they? How influential are they in the business? You know, are they really tied into the board? If you were to think about your employer's top three priorities for the next year, is your CPO 
helping shape those conversations? Are they actually involved in the table? And you need to have an honest reflection and then just find another CPA to work for, <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I agree. Because life is really short and the opportunities out there in procurement are huge. And I think there are sort of 20 to 30%, I'm making up these percentages, 20 to 30% of the CPAs out there are really there and get it and are really apt in these areas of excitement. And the other 60 to 70% are not there. They've been doing procurement for 20, 30 years, 15 years. They've done it, you know, they've done it the same way and they're not really there. And you can either stay there and, you know, do that kind of style of procurement for the next 15, 20, 30 years, 10 years of your career, or you can make a choice and find one of those top tier CPOs. So the the boss, I think, unless you are the boss and you are the head of procurement or the CPO, that is the one of the key facets to success. Yeah, I think that's very sound advice. Always look to your leaders, make sure you align with them and make sure they're going to get the most out of you as well, right? And you the most out of them. It's definitely a two-way street there. So yeah, that's really cool advice. I think um, just going into this year, I think it's going to be a tough year. And if you're doing unfulfilling work in a tough economic environment, I'm just concerned that people will leave procurement at the time when we actually need more people to stay and more people to join. Dave, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions just to close this off. So firstly, what is the one piece of tech that you can't live without? anything regarding your procurement work it can be the most basic tech it can be hardware i think you're the eighth person i've spoken to on this podcast that i've asked that question to and i think four or five people so far have genuinely said their mobile phones so that's just a bit of an insight there in terms of the kind of answers we've been getting i won't say mobile phones because if everyone else has said it that's a bit too obvious isn't it what i will say is task management i mean it's a bit it sounds a bit dull you're like the trellos of the world yeah i mean it doesn't matter which one you use but i think the, the biggest tech i mean about three years ago now i started using microsoft's version of trello a planner yeah i was using it before i implemented gatekeeper at the fintech i was at to run all of our processes yeah and i use it basically because i will have ideas and thoughts about actions and tasks that I need to do at any time 24-7 be it personally or work related and they need to go down onto the app and I have a shared one personally as well with my wife and and what it means is that when I say I'm going to do something personally or professionally it definitely happens in the time agreed which helps a lot from a personal viewpoint and a professional viewpoint so that would be the bit of tech and if I didn't have it, then things will be dropped because my brain has got, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff that's going on all the time and I need to capture it. <laughs> I'm uh, completely with you on that. I think it's uh, necessary. I use Notion for everything like that myself. And the last one is super weird, this one always to ask, but I'm a procurement genie, Dave, and you've got one procurement wish that I can grant. What would that wish be? That everyone in procurement was thinking about removing treacle. And what I mean by that is that people's perception of procurement will come from their previous interactions with procurement. And if we make it massively hard for people to work with us and we force people to use a three-letter acronym system, which I won't mention in case they sue me. Or us. Like <laughs> <laughs> a gatekeeper, I wouldn't put it. But if we force people to use a really poor, clunky, 1990s, 1980s style procurement system, that team that's forced me to use this rubbish, 
they're going to be really great to speak to about my business problem and solving my sustainability challenges. So my one wish for procurement would be, everyone, please make it as easy to buy stuff in your organizations as it is to buy something personally on Amazon. Please do that because it is really hurting our reputation as an industry that we are still forcing people to use rubbish. And secondly, please don't write 65 page procurement policy documents or process (laughs) documents that no one will ever read. No one in procurement reads those. So if it's not a one pager, it's not going to get read. I'm pretty certain I've seen a half a dozen posts from you recently on the benefits of a one-pager procurement policy. And I'm completely with you on that. It's a very good tool to use to show your auditors normally that you're doing things and that everything's synced up to that. But it doesn't have to be long, right? Like I've been building those out over the last few years and they're one or two pages and it sets out everything. You use very clear, simple language and make it easy for everyone to buy into and get hold of and everything else around you. Like you said, you make it easy to work with procurement, people will work with you. Dave, really cool advice today. Really appreciate you hopping on. I know you're extremely busy as you just started your new gig this week. But yeah, thank you. It's great talking and we'll have to go get noodles in Chinatown sometime soon. Oh yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. All the best. Thanks very much for inviting me on. Thanks very much. Take care. Procurement Reimagined is brought to you by Gatekeeper. To find out more about Gatekeeper and how our vendor and contract lifecycle management solution is delivering visibility, control, and compliance to our customers, visit www.gatekeeperhq.com. And then make sure to search for Procurement Reimagined in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Gatekeeper, thanks for listening.